Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 68 of True Cult Pop, a pop music podcast. With me, Stephen Hill. Hope you're alright, hope you're having a nice day. Thanks very much for joining us again. As ever, I am joined by the one and only Mr. Gaz Jones. How are you doing, Gaz? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm better now. I feel cleansed. Good, yeah. Good, yeah. Gaz had a little rant at me yeah, just a minute a ago rant. before we started recording. Uh, I feel better as well. I had a lovely chat with... Well, we're doing this around the wrong way because if you sign up to our Patreon page, yeah. we'll talk about it in a minute, you'll hear me about to talk to Mike Muir. Yeah. I've now spoken to Mike Muir. Yeah. What but a lovely man. But these what are coming out man. the wrong way around. Yeah, it's yeah. basically, yeah. Irony. Yeah. That's what they sign um, up for, Steve. <laughs> it is, absolutely. That is what they sign up for. Um, normally, I go way at the start of the show, but yeah. I'm not going to this week because um, we received the sad news earlier this week um, yeah. of the journalist Neil Kakani, very, very influential, very important journalist that both Gaz and I were lucky enough to read the work of growing up as music fans, whether that oh, be in Melody yes. Maker or Metal Hammer or Kerrang! magazine yeah. over the years. Uh, Neil sadly passed away this week and he was such a big name in such a kind of formative era for me reading about music and you know for you as well Gaz like the, the time yeah. where the two of us would have been you know going out and buying all the music papers and the mags and everything and, and Neil was such a a, a a name that was always in those magazines and um, synonymous with that time yeah really really was yeah. and a brilliant brilliant writer and somebody who we were honoured to have on the podcast yeah, when man. we did our uh, our classic album on Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy, Neil came on and was brilliant. Yeah, Offered was. such incredible insight into such an amazing record and spoke with so much kind of passion and so much intelligence and so much eloquence about you know so many things not just public enemy but the era the time that surrounded it and his experiences with that record and it remains um one of the best podcasts that we've done yeah. also i should say as well if you enjoy true crap pop where we search for the worst album ever made which we should have one of them coming up fairly soon um neil basically inspired that it was neil's review of Streets in the Sky by The Enemy, <laughs> calling that the worst album ever made, that kind of inspired me to go, oh, what is the worst album ever made? And kind of delve into that. So we've got a lot to be thankful um, for Neil for uh, on this show. And, you know, we're really, really sad to hear about him passing away. Um, none more so than our very own Sam Slight. Now, I did ask Sam, who, you know, does have, a personal relationship with Neil um, to, to kind of, if you want to come on, I don't really think he's up to that at the moment. So he's written us something which I will read out for us now as a tribute to Neil. He said, like many others, I was shocked and heartbroken to hear about Neil Kakani's passing earlier this week. It would be overstating things to say that we were friends, but we were somewhere in that hard to define space between peers and mates. 
I remember finding out that he was doing my entrance interview at the BIM Institute in Birmingham back in 2019 and being equal parts excited and fearful that the man who has written the periodic table of hip-hop but could eviscerate the undeserving so succinctly in print would be deciding my fate as to that course. During the interview, I'd mentioned how much I enjoyed that book and he characteristically brushed it off to change the subject. Neil may have had a way with words that could inspire scoffs of outrage, even allegations of pretentious arrogance, but he was anything but. He would roll his eyes at the very idea of being eulogised for his formidable career, let alone being put on any kind of pedestal. But it fares fair and Neil is up there with any music writer you care to name. In one of our first lectures, he told me and my course mates in detail about getting his start in the industry, namely by writing scathing letters to Melody Maker to criticise the inherent whiteness and masculinity of a music press he did not feel represented the world as it was and as ought to be. As a person of colour growing up in Coventry on a mix of everything from traditional Indian music to the specials, he was ideally positioned to have such a view and his razor-sharp wit gave him the tools to verbalise it. Everyone can be a gobshite when it comes to the music they love and the way in which it's covered, but few have the tenacity and the nous to follow it through. With his trailblazing career across the maker, Metal Hammer, Wire, DJ Magazine, I could go on. He was as comfortable and adept at championing the underground rising stars of UK hip-hop as he was traditionally mainstream pop music. His favourite band was the Rolling Stones, for God's sake. It wasn't some haughty blend of acts you weren't cool enough to know about because you weren't in the biz. And to think it all came from a dissatisfaction with the way in which music was covered. That takes real courage and real integrity to forge a path with which you can make the world a better place through the artistic medium you hold most dear. There was one morning where I stood bleary-eyed having a fag behind the bike sheds waiting for the first, the day's first seminar. Neil pulled into his parking spot and came and joined me, immediately telling me about the incredible time he'd had last night seeing Little Sims. There aren't many music writers in their middle age, let alone university lecturers, who could exude so much constant call and genuine passion, a constant inspiration. I think the last point to make is on the breadth of Neil's impact. From the vital representation of BAME music in a fiercely resistant industry, he once told me a, a potential cover star had, had been denied had been denied for a magazine because he was working with because quote unquote black stars don't sell. To his unwavering dotage on his two daughters to whom my deepest sympathies go out is that whether you knew him or his writing or not, he shaped what you're listening to right now. Steve's idea for what is now crap pop was inspired, at least in part, by Neil's review of The Enemy Streets in the Sky, where he called it the worst album ever made. Was he necessarily right in that opinion? Not as far as we're concerned, but then I'm glad he never had to listen to the true symphonic rockestry. <laughs> however, right, however right or wrong, he had the, most, the utmost faith in his convictions and could argue them eloquently like very few ever have and ever will in the wide world of music. Neil was a genuine one-off, an incredible mentor. The world feels a little less bright without him. That's beautiful, Sam. Beautiful, Cheers, mate. Sam. Cheers, Sam. That's really, really lovely. And um, yeah, we, can, we can't say it in that manner, the way that Sam just did, but we echo those thoughts. So RIP to Neil Kakani. For real. Did you ever listen to? Sorry, just one one quick thing about Neil uh, before we move mm -hmm. on. Did you ever listen to the Chart Music podcast that he did? I didn't actually. No, absolutely fucking superb. Like they uh, each episode, they kind of deconstructed uh, an old episode of Top of the Pops and went in like seriously deep. Sometimes like over like four and a half, five hours that was spent on one episode. It's ridiculous. Wow. Like incredible levels of detail. You'd love it, mate. You'd I'm love like... it. And obviously, you know, being a podcast, they'll be there forever, man. You know. Mm. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Just superb, intelligent, witty. Um. Yeah, growing up reading his stuff in Melody Maker and Kerrang. 
And I always remember like him absolutely blowing out the notion that Cooler Shaker were the next Oasis. <laughs> yeah, I can remember a review. Brilliant. There's a few a few reviews that he did that I can that really kind of stick out in my mind. But um, yeah. anyway, yeah, uh, we'll move on and get on with the show at this point. I think this week on the show, oh, let's see, Bring Me the Horizon. What could be better than that? Well, I tell you, I went <laughs> to, to see Depeche Dep- Mode eighteen I went times. To see, <laughs> I went to see Depeche Mode. What could be better than a week where you see Depeche Mode? I'll tell you, a week where you see Depeche Mode. Twice, actually three times, because when you listen to this, I'll be stretching, getting ready for my third go at Depeche Mode. More into the breach. I won't review next week because I'm going to review twice anyway. And uh, we'll be talking about boy bands. Finally, Gaz, you and I get to chat boy bands. Are they any good? Well, you know, I know maybe some of you listening don't think so. Do they ruin songs? Unquestionably, yes, yes, they do. They ruin other people's songs. But can they get them right now and again? Can a boy band smash a cover? We think we've got five each that proves that actually boy bands do do good covers. So we'll be doing yeah. our top five favourite boy band covers in a little bit as well. Go over to patreon.com forward slash true cult pop and you can sign up for our exclusive content coming tomorrow. If you're listening to this podcast today, it comes out. We have a podcast on the self-titled debut album by New Zealand's finest garage rock, but not really garage rock band, the Datsuns, which we've just done. That's good, wasn't oh, it? Great. I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> down, down, down. <laughs> and if you want to sign up for the five pound tier, where you get a couple of big podcasts as well, we were joined by the lovely, gorgeous, fuzzy, friendly oh. face of Mr. Rich Hobson to talk about where you should start, where you should go, where you should end, and how you should never stop listening mm. to Motorhead, which was also just much 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 fun oh it was almost too much fun it was uh yeah it was an honor and a privilege to um be chatting to rich hobson what a it's lovely, great, rich. lovely man little Top grubby man. teddy bear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little bit a little bit patronizing not at all though no 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 okay. no that's that's like the highest form of praise I guess it is. From me, it is. If I think you're a teddy, <laughs> you're, you're a teddy bear. You're a bull teddy bear. I'm not yeah. a fucking teddy bear. You're a big teddy bear. <laughs> no, I'm an actual. I'm an actual bear. You're an actual bear. I'm angry. I, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm as well. I'm, I'm slightly less angry. A uh, bit more grizzly over here. Mm. I don't know where we're going with it. We're all bears, basically. We're all bears. Listen I to will... Motorhead. That's where I'm going with yeah, this. Yeah, listen to Motorhead. I will bite <laughs> I will bite your face off. Yeah. Um, yeah. On your anyway, feet or on your knees, you will listen to Motorhead. Do you know what? Do you know what I forgot to do, Gaz? What's I forgot it? to do any notes about the Earworms of the Week. Ah, formerly known as Earworms of the Week. Now, in 2024, it's had a respray. We put some tea cut on it. Yeah, well, look, I think I think a bit a bit like going with the garage analogy. Oh, it's going to be another little while before it's ready, mate. It's going to be like my bathroom. This I think we're going to have to oh, like. It? It's, it's taking a little bit long. Yeah, because I haven't actually listened. To, I completely forgot. I, said, oh, I haven't listened to the one okay. you sent me. Well, we, so, can, but, we can announce the new feature and then do it yes. next week. How about that? Right. 
Yeah. yeah so rather okay. than just being like, oh, I listen to this and this is what I've been listening to, which I think is cool. It's, yeah. it's been is good. Yeah. Um, there are the thing is now we'll never be able to do like Mutia's uh, like uh, you know song for Mutia because that is a big hit. No, 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 no. Yeah, but what, what do you want me to explain the rules of this thing? You explain the rules. Okay. Go on. Well, obviously last year, Blazer Gents out there. Hello, it's me, Gazzy, Gazzy Bear. Um, I thought we kind of kind of rebranded because like Steve was saying, you know, it, it's all well and good. Oh, we are bringing in this song. I listen to it. It's brilliant. But what I think is because we both love pop music. Mm-hmm. Pop music's fucking ace, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. There are a few things that are more fucking joyous than a perfect kind of three, four minute pop song. And there's tons of, you know, you've also got the Premier League stuff, but you've, there's, a, there's a million and one songs that all fell between the cracks and all kind of crying out to kind of not necessarily be kind of reassessed, but re-brought to your attention. We need to remind you of certain songs. The one that I was going to pick this week actually was a top 10 hit. Doesn't matter. But, Doesn't but it, matter. But no one talks about it anymore, no, do they? No, they don't. No. Yeah. All right. But, so yes. Meek, who's got the <laughs> got the album? Of course you have. Um, uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so we yeah. will be doing. We'll be doing that. Sorry, mate. I I didn't. I, no, I no, just, it's all I, good. It's all good. Well, I I'd like to call it lost cult pop. Oh, I like right, it. You, if that's yeah. all right with you. Where's Where's the V going in lost? I oh, know it'd be lost then, wouldn't it? <laughs> Lust, <laughs> lust, lust, cult yeah. pop. I'm happy with that. Mate, I'm more Fine. happy with that. Good times. Lost cult pop. Good yeah, times. Good, good. I like and, it. Yeah, uh, there you yeah, go. Uh, like last year, yeah, I'll do a playlist and we'll stick that out in the in the metadata of the pod when it goes out live. And uh, yeah, subscribe to it, man. Because boy, oh boy, are there going to be some fucking tunes on there. Comes to a room, a tune, a cappella room, isn't it? Whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's right, juice, there's yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, do you want to know what happened when I went to see the band Bring Me the Horizon? They've just been nominated for the best rock band and uh, best band actually at the, yeah. the Brits. I oh, fuck it. Do you know? Do you know what? I fucking love that new tune. Was it Kool Aid? It's good, isn't it? Oh my god. Yeah, it's good. If that's it's if that's good, a yeah. sign for the album, safe. They've actually released quite a few singles, I think, from that album. They oh, should okay. really have been out by now because I think they played like six songs from, you know. The, the 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 album what's coming i think it's called uh, post human post human next gen i believe post the album coming it, it is coming so uh i went to the london one and i didn't see cassiet pulled out so didn't see her but i got yeah. in time to see bad omens bowmans as i like to call them edith bowmans edith bowmans <laughs> yeah and um uh i uh don't really I've never really, I've not really cared that much about Bad Omens as a band. Don't really care. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't, yeah, I'm not like an actual fan. I like him. Mm. Like, like, he's good. So he's on the front cover of Metal Hammer at the moment for an interview that I did with him. Looking rather sexy. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a handsome young man, and that's probably why he sends people absolutely batshit mental because he told (laughs) me some stuff. I mean, I tell you what, he went pretty. He went went pretty hard in on some of their fans and some of the like behavior that his fans have towards him you should have some of the stuff that didn't get in, like he was really yeah. he's really quite unhappy with like the way that some of his fans have behaved and anyway wow but they're tossers aren't they so who fucking cares anyway um well he cares obviously but yeah mm. bad omens right so i was a bit like oh yeah they're they're you know like they're all right i suppose um uh they're very good live yeah 
very very good live yeah was it, was it actually live i don't know i don't really care to be honest it sounded yeah. good okay. i mean it, i think he was definitely singing live yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah. i don't know how much of it was kind of triggered and tall and all that but like <laughs> yeah who cares? who cares who fucking cares you're a fucking nerd can i just say you're a, if you care you're a fucking nerd yeah. right like just go and have a, a nice time actually, can, I, can, I, can i just re- retract that pithy little sentence i just said yeah. Did you have a good time or not at the yeah. show? Did you have a good oh, time? Well, Steve? I would have had a better time. I would have had a better time if he if they were playing. Like, yeah. Fucking shut up, you weirdo! Like, no, who fair. cares? No, that's fair. Yeah, do you know that's what I mean? Fair. I just think it's like I think I think that, with a gig like that, it's yeah. Yeah, just go Why have a nice to the big big rock show. Go and enjoy it. Have a if I want bum notes, I, I'll go and see. I'm going to you know I'll go and see the Subhumans, which I might actually yeah, be doing exactly. in a go couple to, of weeks. To, <laughs> yeah, if I go and see some little band and it all be raw and rough and stuff don't go to the O2 exactly. so um, yeah. yeah I uh, I thought Bad Omens were actually quite good I was sort of surprised at how good they were his voice is really good they were they had a few kind of quite instantly catchy songs I will say this <laughs> I don't think they're a metal band I don't think they're a metal band I think if they're a metal band um, why, why, why why Hammer riding with them then well I think they're they're in metal but right. musically they're not a metal band I don't yeah. think, and that's fine. Like I, well, I yeah, think Hammer. Wrong with that. You know, I think Hammer probably. Well, I think Hammer should be covering them because they, aesthetically, they they do have all that. But they're not yeah. like I wouldn't call them a sort of a metal. But they, they've got more to. You know, I think they've got probably more to do with pop music than they have metal. Yeah. They've got more in common with what we're going to talk about, uh, in, yeah. you know, in a little bit than they have with, Dark Throne. Do you know well, what I mean? I well, I prefer it that way. Absolutely yeah, honest. that's probably why I quite like them to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, they were. I thought they were quite good. Anyway, there you go. Uh, nice. I don't really have much more to say about them than that. Bring me though. Yeah. Uh, fucking great. Yeah. Really good. Nice. Really, really good. I, so I've seen Bring Me uh, a lot over the years. A lot, a lot, a lot. Mm. The first time I remember seeing Bring Me and really like kind of caring. I think they played, they played Download one year when they were on Suicide Season. I remember thinking. Like, oh, that's, yeah, that's good. But I never kind of went and saw them or anything. But they played Coco just after Sempaternal came out. And I remember that yeah. set list was really Sempaternal heavy. Yeah. They only played, and a few people were like grumbling that they didn't play like all the, the fucking grunty deathcore stuff. And I was like, well, this is better though, isn't it? Yeah. And now I'm the person complaining that they're not playing the quote unquote <laughs> old stuff. Because I'm not complaining, right? But I was a bit like, when you, when you look at the, the makeup of the set list, right? So it's six songs from the album that's not out yet. Four songs from post-human survival horror. And a couple of them, like what Kingslayer was good. Parasite Eve is good. Really good, actually. Mm. Four from Sempaternal. Three from That's the Spirit. Probably not the three I personally would have picked from That's the Spirit, but whatever. One from Ammo, one from Suicide Season, uh, which is Diamonds Aren't Forever. Um, you know, the Sempaternal stuff is what you would probably expect. Can You Feel My Heart, Shadow Moses, well, two you'd probably expect. Empire, Let Him Sing, which was great, I thought. Really, really good. And Antivist, like, yeah, why are you playing Antivist? Like, it's silly. It's like, mum, no, shut up, mum. Like, it's a bit shut up, mum, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? Bit, but, but, a bit but, too old for that now, really, isn't it? Yeah, but I think, you know, all the other stuff, like yeah, Mantra was really good. And it's a, obviously a few songs that are new and a few songs that I haven't really paid attention to. But it was probably, for my own personal taste, the patch, the most patchy Bring Me the Horizon set list. But they are incredibly, their show, yeah. it's really impressive. Yeah. Really, really good. And... You know, I think um, 
they look every inch the nailed on festival headliner forever yeah do you know that's, I, I don't that's I don't, great and, man I'm, I'm well happy about that if you'd asked me 10 years ago it would, it would have been mad, the absolute it? opposite of that could not 10 years ago I could not have given less of a fuck but I would say no, no, I, I, what, what, about the band, I could not give less of a fuck about the band 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Now I'm just like, yeah, man. I was well, I literally a fool. Did I tell you, I've ever told you, but the first time I ever, well, A, became aware of them, slash saw them. No. Thank you for hijacking my live review, but... Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> no, go on, go on. <laughs> what a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just shooting the shit about Bring Me to the Horizon there. Yeah. Well, you, we are now. Yeah, go on. Uh, tell okay. me. Well, uh, um, uh, what was it? Uh, 2008 Metal Hammer Awards. I got on the boat at, at I think it was the Embankment, that went down to the O2. Yeah, there yeah. Bands playing on said boat. Uh, I believe Clutch were on there, Ooh. I think. Uh, but bring, bring Me were definitely on there. Very early doors. Mm-hmm. And they were sort of playing... Uh, in oh God, one of the bars, one of the rooms on there, no one really gave a fuck. And then uh, the Suicide Girls kind of came out and started, like, you know, gyrating in people's faces. Different time, kids. Um, Very much so. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, people, the people that were in the room that were sort of vaguely interested in the band now were just kind of salivating over said girls and not really giving a flying fuck about the bands playing on stage so Ollie threw his mic down and basically said fuck you lot and it was like oh band's finished now okay whatever who was that never hear of them again yeah look at them now I know look at them now where are yeah. the suicide girls now we don't know what does that know. tell you yeah exactly you can read a lot from about that story really so yeah. Fast forward 16 years, and yeah. they're on stage at the O2. One of two nights they played at the O2. Very Pretty nice. fucking full as well. Pretty fucking full. Nice. And, you know, and I, you know, I've got to say, I think, I think the, the, old, the old Ollie is miming thing, I think that's not really a thing anymore. Like, he sounded like... Don't care. I don't, like, I don't care, really. No, I'd rather he sounded good than he sounded when he was sounding bad. But he actually, it seemed to me like he was genuinely singing. So put that out there. And also Jordan, who's such a huge part of the band, yeah. didn't really miss Jordan. I mean, I think, you know, we haven't, we didn't speak about Jordan Fish leaving Bring Me The Horizon. But broadly speaking, I think as long as Ollie Sykes is in that band, they're going to be fine. right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's the that. one that everybody looks at. And even though, you know, I saw him at Reading a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Jordan's at the back and he's not, they're not... It, they're not even putting them on the screen. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, you, you, you didn't really miss him. They're really good. You know, all the visuals and stuff look really kind of cool. There was a bit like they do, they do the whole thing was it, it was, it was like a kind of, um, the whole set was like, a, it was meant to be like a PlayStation game. They had this like AI sprite that kept popping up at the start. It was like, yeah. it had a sort of holding screen. It was like, bring me the horizon post human press start and then it, you know it was and then when they came on it was like the start of a sort of a you know kind of playstation one game or whatever and it was but it was cool it was actually really nice. good yeah they were very good they were good uh unfortunately they were pounded into submission in terms of my favorite show of the week by <laughs> double depeche mode which you double, know it's not double d <laughs> yeah it's not really fair to compare um a very good but 
my least favorite set list of Bring Me the Horizon to Depeche Mode. It's not really fair to no, compare anything to Depeche Mode, really. No. <laughs> uh, it was pretty similar. I have to say it's pretty similar to the set that they played at Twickenham. In terms okay. of the production, it was almost, you know, for certain songs, exactly the same. They are better indoors, Depeche Mode. Those songs yeah. work better indoors. Like, yeah. it was great at Twickenham. It was brilliant, particularly when the sun went down. Yeah. But the difference be between seeing them in front of 80,000 people in a big stadium when it's light and the sound isn't kind of airy and going around all over the place and seeing them kind of contained in a 20,000 capacity venue um, was amazing. They brought back Policy of Truth oh, into the set, amazing. which is amazing. like... Ama- I mean, so what I would say is, right, I like Memento Mori, but the two songs that open the set are both from Memento Mori. Yeah. Cosmos is Mine and Wagging Tongue. And I think it was a slightly underwhelming opening. Like they didn't come out with a big bang. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They came out and it was a very kind of slight, slow, mm. you know, kind of building. Thing. But then, my mate, check this out for a run. Mm. Walking in my shoes, <laughs> it's no good. Policy of truth, oh. in your room, everything counts precious. <laughs> Fuck off. That's sickening. <laughs> that is sickening. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really good. And then in the O2, they did My Favourite Stranger. Um, uh, and they did a Heaven, I think, in... No, no, they did, they did the Heaven in both of them, I think. I can't remember what they did in the Birmingham one. I could just look on Setlist FM. Where's the fun was, in that? That's cheating. Speak to me. That was it. They did Speak to me. And then they did... Um, Martin Gore did an acoustic version of Strange Love, which is a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Because no. he doesn't sing that on record. No. It wasn't even acoustic. It was a piano, not acoustic. But he did like a kind of slow version of Strange Love. But And I was like, I wouldn't mind you just doing the, the normal version. But yeah. but still, getting to see Strange Love, very good. Yeah. Uh, Heaven, Ghost Again, I Feel You, A Pain That I'm Used To, World In My Eyes with the Andrew Fletcher, the Fletch thing. Wicked. Really, really cool. Wicked. Stripped, John the Revelator, Enjoy the Silence. And then an encore of... In London, they did an encore of just Dave and, and Martin doing Condemnation, which was wow. amazing. Wow. And in Birmingham, they did Waiting for the Night with the two of them. <laughs> and I don't know which one I preferred because I heard they did Waiting for the Night at Twickenham. Mm. But I think I prefer that song. But I don't know if they play Condemnation. Apparently, they don't play it as much. Mm. And it is a fucking tune. I love Condemnation. So I thought like it was a bit of a... Absolutely yeah, love Condemnation. Yeah. And then Just Can't Get Enough, Never Let Me Down Again. Personal Jesus. <laughs> just tossed off at the end. Just wanged off. It's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, Dave Gahan remains like, like fucking, like, like the coolest sort of camp Dracula. I love that he's like a kind camp of like vaude- yeah. vaudevillian Vegas Dracula. Yeah. Like the most kind of OTT, brilliantly sort of um, enigmatic front man he's incredible and yeah. they sound they sound brilliant yeah. um, they're just I, you know they're just one of the best bands yeah they are to ever, ever do it done en- anything ever yeah. I mean, maybe not even the best bands it might be just one of the best things yeah I'd put them above most things in terms of how good they are mm. like like World Peace. Better than World Peace. Better than Lasagna? Better, oh, mate. They fucking shit on Lasagna. 
Lasagna isn't even in the same, it's not even in touching distance of Depeche Mode lasagna. And I love lasagna. Yeah. Even that good Marks and Spencer's one. Oh, here he is. Forget it. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't compete. Yeah. Can't compete with that. Enjoy the wow. enjoy, oh, well, enjoy the lasagna. Enjoy the silence, mate. Mm. <laughs> even even stuff like, you know, which is just like all right, like John the Revelator. Yeah, which it wouldn't be like one of their best ever songs. I was watching them. I was like, this song is fucking brilliant, and it's mm. like, like me and me and my girlfriend made a a, a list, a, like a made a playlist. She made a playlist of. Yeah. She was going, help me out. I'm going to make a playlist of all Depeche Mode's good songs. Oh, and it's like, it's like wow. 90 songs. I said, how long is this fucking playlist? <laughs> Blimey. And we were still going, and I, was, and I was still going, you've missed that out. You've missed, missed that one. That you've missed so. that one. She's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You missed a bit there. It's like, just, they're fucking brilliant, Depeche Mode. They're yeah. fucking the best. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So, yeah, um, might mention it next week. Might do it in passing. Well, yeah, talk about what, what they do, I guess, for, you know, the, the sort of solo acoustic bit. Yeah, see what they I'll play, whether, whether mm. it's Condemnation or maybe a different one again altogether. Something else. Who Can't knows? tell. Can't yeah. wait. Oh, and also a quick shout out in London. I didn't get there in time to see her in Birmingham, but in London, I saw Nadine Shah. Oh, nice. Who I also thought was was really, really good. Really good. Great voice. Um, quite a Susie Sue-esque voice. Yeah. Yeah. She was good. She's very good. Yeah. Nice. Bonjour, Zia. Uh, right, anyway, let's get on. Are there any good covers by boy bands? Boy bands get a bad rap, don't they? Which is weird, I think, considering <laughs> essentially they are just pop bands yeah. who are good looking and yeah. have nice voices. Yeah. And yet Does the it... ire for boy bands is, is so massive. It is. Is it a bad rap or do they just rap bad? See? Hey, what Definitely both. Right. Yeah. I mean, okay. we're only talking about some pretty bad rapping. Yeah, well, it was certainly one of my choices. Mm. Yeah. And one of yours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we still love them, though. I, you know, like, we'll, we'll get through this and explain it. We've not really done anything specifically on boy bands before. Um, no. but, it's about fucking uh, time, to be honest. Yeah, but it is about time that we, we do it. So, you know, we thought we'd go, there's got to be... There's obviously a lot of great songs by boy bands, but yeah. one of the things that is the staple of the boy band is the cover. And people going, oh my God, the X Factor cover of this, it's terrible, it's terrible. There are some gems out there. There are some gems to be found. So we picked yes, five are. each. Yes, there we are. We picked five each. We're going to start with one of your picks, Gaz. Okay, mate. You've gone four. Take that. Featuring Lulu. Yep. Relight My Fire. Oh. A, a cover version of the 1979 Dan Hartman song, which incidentally, mm. if you ever get the full 12 minute long version of Relight yeah. My Fire, yeah. get that up. It is one of the best fucking things that you will ever hear, ever. That 12 minute long, mm. full version, the original enough. version of Relight, oh my God, mm. it's absolutely incredible. It's incredible. But anyway, this is, I, I have to say, I'm going to say it straight away. This is the inferior version. It is. Um, yeah. But this is the Take That version, released on the 27th of September, 1993. Yep. Take That's That number Mania. One. Yeah, of course it's it number did. one. Of course, course it, it did. Because by, by this point, they were the biggest band in the country. So. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I man. bought this on tape single. Cracking. What was the, Loved what, it. What was, the, what was the second song? It was the the instrumental of this. Classic. Karaoke, karaoke up. 
<laughs> yeah. Did, did you appear from behind the shower curtain going, you got to be strong enough to walk out through the night? <laughs> I can I can tell you, actually. So, yeah. UK, I don't have the tape version of it. Oh, they will CD have CD single. Um, yeah. The UK the and Japanese CD one. Relight My Fire radio version, Relight My Fire full length version, which is 11 minutes long. Wow. I might have to dig that out. Yeah. Relight My Fire late night mix, Relight My Fire all night mix, Relight My Fire night beats, and then CD2 was the radio version yeah. again, but it actually weirdly is 12 seconds longer on CD2 for some reason. Brilliant. A live version of Why Can't I Wake Up With You. Nice. nice. Tune. Every uh, time I open my eyes. <laughs> And a Motown medley, which is 10 minutes long. I remember that. They did that at the Brits or something. I remember Definitely. that. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, and a live version of Take That and Party. Which oh, <laughs> just, oh, wow. Oh, that, leave that one out, lads. <laughs> yeah, that that first album is honking, isn't it? That first it is honking. Album. But, well, to be fair, there is a banging cover version on the first album. It only takes a minute. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just one minute. Just a minute. Fall in love. Fall in love. Great. But so the, this is this is still one of my favourite Take That songs. I fucking love this, right? It's it's just a pure high energy disco banger. And it is a banger. I can't stress that enough, right? Again, you know, 1993 Gaz had to hide his love. I'll take that. We've gone into this on the, where we did yeah. Mark Owen on the Mark Owen Green Man, um, uh, your cult pop. Um, I had to hide it, man. You know, fuck me. I was getting bullied enough, you know. <laughs> just give one more thing just as they're walking away. Oh, by the way, yeah, I really like to take that as well. Do you just want to come finish me off now? Just, you know, yeah. Um, it's. Yeah, Gary Barlow's vocal is fucking great on this. Um, and then Lulu comes in like an absolute diva after the breakdown. You know, you got to be strong enough to walk on through. Like the strings on this are, are brilliant. That kind of almost palm muted ding, 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 ding thing they do on the strings and like the percussion's amazing on it. It's so 1993 fucking high energy dance. You know, there was a million and one records that had that fucking drum beat, you know, like had a way to... Fuck me, you know, I'm not even going to go into it now because the list will be like hundreds of songs long. Yeah, every song pretty yeah, much. Yeah, every song. You know, and all that. But the song just kind of builds and builds and builds until I lose like all control of giving a shit and just dive in. Take That Erase, man. I fucking love Take That. I always did. I always will. Pay your taxes, Gary Barlow, and stop fucking ruining Roach with songs during lockdown, right? <laughs> but apart really- from that... Hey, I, if he stops reading Roach's songs, I don't give a shit. He can fucking dodge the tax. Yeah. <laughs> stop doing just, one of those two yeah, things. Just stop getting Roach. Start with the Of Roachman. all the people, you know, I, I my, my girlfriend sent me uh, a link to the video. She was like, I, th- I thought you might be interested in this. And I'm, I'm just like, you fucker. How, how mm. dare you? How dare you, Gary? Unbelievable. But, you know, take that like singles catalogue is pretty much fucking bulletproof and this yeah, is really one is. of their best and it, you you could still play this anywhere i played this at rock nights before it's I've, great i've put you know i yeah i it it's just it just fucking works man and if mm. if you're at any wedding where anyone's in you know was a teenager in 1993 you play this 
about half past 12 at night when everyone's had a skin full and it would just be absolute fucking carnage. Mate, I tell you what, it. every time Lulu comes in, yep. you lose your shit. Always. I could be at a fucking funeral and I would <laughs> kick the coffin over <laughs> if that came on. <laughs> Honestly, it is so oh. great. Oh, it's yeah. it so great. Yeah. I would kick the coffin over, I'd get the corpse out and I'd just start swinging it around. Like, because you can't, <laughs> you gotta be strong enough to walk up. And I yeah. let go through the stained glass window. And I don't think anyone would mind. No, I, I think people think so. go, no, that, I was that's about fine. to do that. That's fine. Yeah, you just got there first. I can't yeah, believe you great, got there man. in front of me. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. what we <people> like. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so yeah. good. It's just great. It's, it's really, really, like this is, I started with this one because I think people yeah. might go, really? But you yes. can't argue with this, can yes, you? Really. Surely. You can um, argue so with there. some of the bar picks, but not that one. You can. You can probably argue with my first pick, actually. I'm going to say it right now. Um, yeah. So we've been doing this thing uh, where we listen to an album that we have never listened to before every day of January. And it's been up and down. Um, spoiler alert, I listened to Holding Absence's album today. And I tell you what, that wasn't a very enjoyable 40 minutes of my life I have to be honest like, if, you, if you like holding absence and, and you call Coldplay middle of the road yeah fair. you have no right to do that no. there's nothing going on there but somebody was like All Rise by Blue and I was like do you know what I've never listened to All Rise by Blue All right, All right. I know the singles so I listened to All Rise by Blue spoiler mm. alert it's fucking great it's fucking great so I was then like what other Blue songs are there I've gone for Sign Sealed Delivered, I'm Yours, Blue, Stevie Wonder, and Angie Stone. So it's a 2003 song, version of the Stevie Wonder classic. Poor Stevie Wonder having to appear on his own cover. Do you know what yeah. I mean? His own tribute, and he's got the to be on it. The ultimate fuck you, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Angie Stone, who originally was, they wanted Janet Jackson, but they couldn't get her due to conflicting um, schedules. And cost too that. much. <laughs> probably yeah. yeah uh it's from their their guilty album now this actually considering how big blur uh, blur blue were at the time same thing in it blur bit blue of, bit of blue they're very they're very similar yeah. uh it, yeah. it actually only got to number 11 on the uk singles chart which is uh, you know they, of... they, they only had one number one didn't they it was all rise i think that yeah. was already number one yeah, it's only got to number eleven, which I was quite surprised about. Yeah, Look, is this again? Is this as good as the original? The Steve, that, that lovely, crackly, vibrant Stevie Wonder original? No, no, of course it isn't. But weirdly, I think this has got a really different vibe and feel to it, which I really like. It's kind of obviously early two thousands popped a bit. That kind of R and B pop thing they've turned it into that. They've slowed it down enough yep. for it to be quite because that you know that like a da, 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 and that like bam 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 like it's really kind of propulsive the stevie with the wonder original and it's amazing obviously but this that that kind of halftime thing like a fool i went stay too long and they really like they really ham up like there's so much you are inside still delivered i'm yours here i am but you can feel like do you know what i mean it's it's dead cheesy yeah it's very very much of its era it's nowhere near as good as the original no. 
But if you catch me at the right time and someone said to me, do you want to listen to Science Hill Delivered, I'm yours? I went, yeah. They went, what version do you want to listen to? <laughs> if I was feeling a bit, if I was feeling a bit sexy, Gaz, I might pick the blue version. Do you know what I mean? I might do. Nice. It is good. What, what do you reckon this one? Oh, it's, it, I, I, re- I remember this coming out at the time and being the little wanker that I was in my 20s going, ah, look at these cunts. Making fools of themselves. But, I don't know if it's just the fact that we're all a lot older now and yeah you know it can't hold a fucking candle to the original and it's so kind of the, the voice the kind of diction borders on kind of almost over the topness at the time but it, it's it's all about the backing track the kind of they slowed it down a bit it's funky as hell yeah and it's got that it's got that early noughties pop production on it which even at the time when I was I, I couldn't fucking stand a lot of the songs you couldn't deny the fucking production on it they sound they still sound fucking great mm. who would have thought that you know in 2024 we, we would have something positive to say about I mean if take that with Premier League what league were blue They'd be, would they be down with like A1? Would it be down no, there? No, 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 no. No, I don't think so. I think even before I knew that Blue had excellent album tracks, and they do, by the way, which we Who will knew? discuss when we get Who to knew? No, they really do. Um, I think Blue were, I mean, you see it when, like when the big reunion happened. Do you remember when they did the big reunion? Yes. And it was like yep. Honeys and Liberty yep. X and yep. A1 and Bewitched. When Blue joined that, they all the other lot were like, "Oh my god, blue!" Yeah. Like, like, do you know? What I mean? Didn't they do? Didn't didn't they do? It was like a surprise to the other bands. The other bands didn't yeah. know that blue were going to be. Yeah, and they kind of came in and just stole everybody's thunder. They was a, I think there was a period where, you know, like they were. They were pretty big. To be fair, they, they were, were pretty really big, big. You know, they were really big, and especially in an era when like manufactured pop bands. It was still very kind of female centric. Do you know what I mean? The kind of you know the take that era had obviously gone, and mm. you, you, you know we had the Spice Girls, we had Sugar Babes, we had All Saints, and all that kind of stuff. And this was kind of, I guess, just before Girls Allowed. Is that right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, before Girls well, yeah, Allowed. yeah. They were, you know, like them, and I, I always thought like it, you know, if it was sort of East Seventeen and Take That ten years before, yeah. it was kind of Westlife and Blue. I know kind of yeah. Five was still sort of hanging around as a yeah. big one, and they were, but they were a bit before. But I think Blue were like, they were almost like the sort of All Saints to Westlife Spice Girls. I thought where they were a bit like they they tried to at least position themselves as being a bit cooler. Now were they much cooler? Yeah, they were, yeah. Mm, I was, don't know. You can't have yeah. Anthony Costa in your band and be loads cooler than. No, yeah. You know, What's his name? Who's... Duncan. Duncan. He was edgy, wasn't he? Duncan. Yeah. I mean, look, they weren't edgy in the same way as like <laughs> East Seven in a way, but at yeah. least you know, like they were yeah. a bit more sort of soulful. And I think, like, like I kind of going back to, it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, you are inspired by some of the. I say they are whoever is producing them. I don't know how much they yeah, have to do with the, sort of the, the songwriting process, but you know, <laughs> like, got good songs. And I do. I like this. I do. I think it's good. I think they would be if take that are Man City. Mm. They're not, by the way. I actually think there's a couple. Yeah, if they take that out, like Champions League. Yeah. I think Blue would be like 
lower, like Crystal Palace or something like that. If okay. we're doing a, fo- a football analogy. Football analogy. You are. I am. I'm do- that's what I'm doing. So what, there you go, what, yes. What night is goalkeeper are we about to talk about then? Um, <laughs> Eric Corsved. Well, good fucking keeper. He was. Fucking he Spurs, was, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, he was. I was thinking yeah. Les Seeley. <laughs> yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. Anyway. Bless him. Um, but talking about kind of, so there you go, like, Science of Delivered, I'm Yours by Blue Steve Wonder and Angie Stone. I rate it. I actually do rate it. They've actually done something with it. I rate it. Yeah. Here's one who, uh, another one from a sort of similar time. Gaz, you've Hello. gone for Freak Me by Another Level, a cover of US yeah. R&B band Silk's 1993 Mega Smash, yep. covered a mere four years later by yep. Dane Bowers and, Carl and yep. co. It actually knocked, uh, because we want to, by Billy off the top of the charts. Boo! <laughs> not bad, though, is it? It's not bad one, too. Um, not bad one, too. No. That just, those two songs just reek of that. Yeah, absolutely they do, and, and all the better for all the better for it. Such a great time to be alive! Wasn't oh, it? it was a wonderful time to be alive. You know, who ate all the pies, Dane? You're out of your mind. <laughs> Bless him. You know, this, this song, man, is it's pure erection section, isn't it? It's pure fucking Graham Torrington late night love, and like, I mean, Keith Sweat wrote the original yeah. track, and like. I can only imagine the amount of babies, right, that were conceived to Keith Sweat written songs. <laughs> it's a terrifying thought. It really is. I can only imagine, especially in America, where like Keith Sweat was like fucking huge, fucking mm. megastar, megastar pop star. Um, I mean, you know, all cars on the time, mate. It's an actual, it's an absolute note for note cover of Silk's original. They're, you know. Very, very similar, but I don't care. Fuck me, this is ace. Because, you know, at the time, I didn't know the Silk version. I just knew I this didn't. version, you know. Well, I, I, I just remember, like, I doing an agency job and all of us, like, in this massive fucking warehouse, just, just walking down down the aisles, like, picking orders and stuff. And everyone's just like, I want to lick you up and down. So Mate, you see stuff. every <laughs> single girl at college... Yep. Yep. Love this song. Oh, yeah, Just guaranteed. Just yeah. baby, yeah. I wanna get back and with you. Yeah, it's, like, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all sex and sass and attitude. And, do you know that they were the 17th best-selling boy band? This was the 17th best-selling boy band single of the 90s. Now, that is was a it? niche fucking chart. I couldn't find any info. I've been Googling the shit out of that. I could not find the top 20 best-selling boy band singles. Do you know, you know it was actually the 28th best-selling single of 1998 in the UK, yeah. full stop. Yeah. It sold 600,000 copies. Yeah. This did. Big man, big deal. 90s R&B, mate. You cannot oh. go wrong. You cannot go wrong with it. This this song, it reminds me of end of the night in shit regional clubs. Shout out Pasco's. Shout out the Keyside Club. Shout out Fifth fucking Avenue. Shout out the music box. Should I do something? Shout out Quo Violis. Go. Go on, give me some names. Shout out Bud's Bar in Basingstoke. <laughs> There's a lot of bees there, mate. <laughs> Shout out Flicks in Andover. Yeah, boy. I think that's the only two. Amazing. Shout out, where's the other fucking plug? I can't remember now. Oh. Fuck. I actually can't remember. 
What oh, other one was called? Oh, De- shout out De Niro's a new market as well. <laughs> De Niro's, for real. Honestly, De Niro's and Quo Valis. I used to go to Val Bonds. used to have a, 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 a metal mm. night that we used to go to Val Bonds in Reading. Mm. That's gone now. But they wouldn't have played this. You'd no. Lynched no. if you were the DJ. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. He was too busy playing one eight four five by uh, one minute silence. One minute silence. It was <laughs> stay back, stay out, stay down. Anyway, yeah, mate, I rate this. I tell you what, as well, I love that it's gone gold in New Zealand by oh, selling Don't by selling a, a whopping five thousand five thousand copies. Amazing. Fucking yeah. single sold more than that. Brilliant. World worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, worldwide in streams. In YouTube views. <laughs> right. yeah. But yeah, like I mean. This was like if you had the the slimy boy <laughs> yeah. college would be yeah. like yeah. trying to like rub dry his dry hump your leg. Yeah, oh, not me, oh. but the yeah. girls probably. Yeah, um, that's what happened quite a lot. I, I mean, yeah, I went back to this because at the time I do remember being like, you know, I liked kind of, I liked Warren G. I liked, you know, Montel Jordan. I liked Jodeci. Yeah. That, was liked... All, that was all a few years before this time, mate. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I liked D'Angelo. I liked all that stuff. And and I was like, oh, this shit's good. I liked... Hold on. I'm looking around. I liked, I liked, I liked a bit of R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to admit it now. But... Uh, well, we all did at the time. Yeah, we all liked it at the time. You know, we had um... that vibe. She... <laughs> I was literally about to say that. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Um, uh, that little joke uh, Thank you. Um, but, and I was like, when it suddenly came out, I was like, nah, I'm not having a fucking boy bands doing all the stuff that is actually good. But I go back to it and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll allow it because it's such a great song. It's, da- it. it's dated really well, hasn't it? Yeah, I, still it th- I still think it sounds really, really fucking strong. Unlike, so that's another level, freak me. Unlike my next pick, which I'm going to sort of fess up now. You don't need to listen to this. You won't like it. Trust me, you won't like it. Blame it on the boogie by Big Fun. Oh no, that's fair. Fess away. (laughs) First entry, uh, first entry for Stock Aiken and Waterman, the scourge of 80s pop music. (sighs) Released in 1989, this is a knockoff version of Bros, basically, isn't it? Big fun. That's what they were. They were just their sort of other version yeah. of Bros. When Bros yeah. were having a few weeks off, yeah. they'd wheel out Big Fun. Wheel and out, out they fun. came. Yeah. And again, yeah. to fess up on this, right? I bought this on 7-inch single on vinyl. I had this on 7-inch single, Blame on the Boogie by Big Fun. In Banging. fact, it was the first version of the classic Jackson's track, that I ever heard. That's Brilliant. wild, isn't it? To think the That's first mad. time I ever heard Blame on the Boogie, yeah. it was the big fun version. And I, I think, I'm pretty sure I was the same. Pretty sure I was the same. And I've got to be honest, right? Look, I listened back to this because as soon as we decided we are going to do this, it came straight into my head. Yeah. Uh, picked at number five in Spain. Well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> Summer banger, wasn't it? You know, in Malaga. Summer banger. Yeah. Got to number four in the UK singles chart. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, it sounds exactly like what it is, which yeah. is a Stock Aitken and Waterman song. Now, when I was a child, a literal child, I didn't really know much about music production. I didn't really think about that sort of thing. It just was, oh, here's a familiar bouncy thing that 
gets me all excited when I go to school disco and I want to like skid or kick balloons around, right? <laughs> and then as I got older and I started actually sort of thinking about music and being a bit like, what do I actually like? You go back to those Stock Aitken and Waterman songs, right? And you've got like a few legit actual fucking, you know, like a few bangers, like, you know, no, if you're going to chuck nothing, in nothing's gonna st- Nothing's going to stop me now, Sam Fox. I put that in there. I think it's a great song. It, yeah, and you got you know like you got, yeah. you got your Rick Astley's and you got your Kylie's and all that kind of stuff where you go like okay cool well like, yeah. they obviously had you know dead or alive you spin me right around that was a fucking yeah, banger man. right absolute banger right and no one's yeah. denying that. roadblock was it roadblock yeah, yeah roadblock yeah, respectable by Mel and Kim and stuff <laughs> oh, like that like do you know yeah. what I mean like absolute like yeah. all timers fucking proper tunes but yeah. that probably made up about five percent of their entire oeuvre I would say right and the rest of yeah. it was just fucking dross and for years i was like god it sounds terrible it sounds terrible it sounds terrible is this any good it's quite hard to say because as i've got older and begun to start really reveling in nostalgia (laughs) i actually found myself kind of really loving what is essentially i know is a very bad sound like it's badly it's badly produced it is badly produced they can't really sing. They certainly can't hit those fucking notes. Whatever. I don't know what they're trying to hit, <laughs> yeah. right? But yeah. that whole, my baby's always dancing. It wouldn't be a bad thing. But I don't get no love. <laughs> like, what note are you trying to hit, mate? Uh, all of them. Yeah, all of them all of, once. All of, all all of them wrong. pitched up a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Mate, I, I, I think this is crap. I think this is crap. But I think I, I text you. I'm trying to find what I texted you about it the other day. Um, I said, it is crap, but it reminds me of... Hold on, where, where the fuck I said, I've got a Pavlovian response to that beat and sound that they used. I hated it at the time, but now it reminds me of Wackaday, the broom cupboard, He-Man figures, and 99 ice creams down Bournemouth Beach during the summer holidays. And nice. it just and it just yep. does. That's exactly... It reminds me of all of those things. Can I... Hey, can I can I can I add two more things to that list before I yes, you can. Re- yes. retort? Uh, so what was the list? Wackaday, broom Whack-a-day, cupboards, the broom cupboards, yeah, uh, ninety nine is on Nine flake, okay, and uh, I've already forgotten the other one. I think I'd, I'd add Mr. Bronson and Danny Kendall to that list as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Kendall. They changed- <laughs> They changed the theme tune by then, didn't they? It was more. What year? Now, eighty nine. It was still one out, one out, one out. I think was they it? changed okay, it the good. following year. Yeah, good to keep for the for the nineties. Uh, that's uh, it. Yeah, that's it. At the generation. acid house, the acid house years. <laughs> We're talking about grain chill. If you're listening, if you're yeah. in America and you're twenty four and you're listening to this, this might yeah. be the worst podcast well, you've ever it's, listened. It's to. It's all out there. It's on YouTube. It's um, all out there. Go and uh, investigate. I, you know, Britain in the this, 80s. this is literally the perfect time for me to say that my new favourite podcast is a Grand Chill podcast, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it. Okay, fair enough. So there you go. Yeah, it's called like Sausage on a Fork podcast. It's fucking brilliant. It is brilliant. Yeah, if you're of a certain age and a certain vintage. But yeah, this is. It is. It is awful, right? The thing is, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I'm coming at I'm coming at this right from a specific right a specific. There is a specific time, right, when all of a sudden these those songs, Stock Aiken and Walkman, like fucking Nazi stormtroopers, right, machine gunned it at the charts. 
you know, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. You know, right? I think it was it was the summer of 2020, right? Fucking lockdown, okay? Mm. The Top of the Pops reruns on BBC4 had got up to, like, late 88 and were going into 1989. And during that kind of initial lockdown summer that we had, they they were pump they were putting on like eight fucking episodes on a Friday night because they were like well, fucking numbers going out. Yeah, we're just going to put like and they were fucking motoring through the fucking years during lockdown. It seems to take forever f- for like them to get to that late eighties period that I was looking forward to for years. I was like, it's coming. The fucking top of the pops that I remember. I'm so excited. And I don't know if it was because it was locked down and everyone's at home. You know, if you know, if you're lucky, you're sort of you, you you're with the people that you love, and you know, people didn't fucking die. Um, but hearing those songs again, when you can't go out you, and you start thinking back to those nostalgic summers of Wackadown, the Broom Cub, and fucking Ninety Nine Flakes on the beach and all this shit, right? Youth clubs, you know, and all this all this kind of shit, you know, playing football in the park and long summers being outdoors and and I was hearing all these songs be that Jason Donovan Kylie fucking fucking Sonia fuck me you know that's how bad it got in lockdown I was like actually you know Sonia's alright man Sonia you know that's how <laughs> fucked it got that's right and then I, the big fun episode right they can't sing they're dancing but there's only three of them but they were all dancing out of time and all doing a slightly different fucking dance right all like at least three beats behind the person to their left you know, but hearing those songs again, man, it took, I was like, it took me, I was 11 again in that summer of 89 when all these songs were everywhere and I was out playing football with mates and all this kind of shit, you know, and because of that, I'm just like, okay, I, I get it. I, I actually get it. Yes, they're shit. They're awful. The stuff before it was a brilliant one. Sock Hack and Walton first started. We just, you know, Luke wanted Dead or Alive, man. These timeless pop records. Absolutely fucking time. Never going to give you up. You know, one of the most famous fucking memes ever, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, Rick Astley's got a lot to say on the internet for, man. He really has. Yeah, yeah, you know, Fair fucking play to him. He's a lad as well. But, you know, there's, it, there's something about these songs. A big fun more than any of the others. They were the least talented of a talentless bunch of pop artists but there's something about that if i hadn't heard it in lockdown i'd be fucking rinsing you right now for picking this i think well mate look here's the thing it's just it's quite british i think right do you know what i mean i think that nowadays is music better now than it was back then i think it probably is actually yeah yeah i think when you look at something like this you think overall is music better now than it used to be i think actually it probably probably on in retrospect it is because for every depeche mode there are 14 big funds right and that but but but, (laughs) but what i will and and whereas you look at kind of pop artists now you look at the nominees for the brits that came out there then you go well there's actually nothing there which is shit do you know what i mean like there's nothing that's just complete and utter like tross tripe like you know you're getting stuff people like Arlo Parks and Young Fathers and, you know, Cass is Dead and people like that getting, and, you know, Little Sims getting nominated for it. Well, you know, it used to be like bloody, I think, you know, when we've gone through stuff before and you're like, you you look at, you know, some of the the crap that was nominated for like best single and whatever would be something like this. And 
But the flip side to that is that music's not really allowed to be naff anymore. It's not not allowed to be crap, you know? It's not allowed to be just kind of outwardly... you just don't get those summer those summer novelty songs anymore, for better no, or for worse. You don't get that anymore. Yeah. But again, I, is it, but you know, some... Are you going to get nostalgic about I don't know the Gabriel's album from last year? Is are you going to look back in twenty years' time? Although to be fair, in twenty years' time, we'll probably still be fucking listening to it because it's an absolute yeah, I think work of art. Will, yeah. But could you get nostalgic about something very serious and kind of almost po faced? It's um, art. It's, it's art now. It's, it's not a kind of disposable mm. shit pop yeah, music. I, I, you know? I, I think I'm, I'm, me, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I, but I think something like 100 Gex, you probably would go like, "Haha, I remember when we listened to it. It was funny." Like, do you know what I mean? And and, and like, and I, but I think I found again, it funny last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I think I, I, I do like them. But I think it's a different thing, isn't it? It's like it's not. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I feel nostalgic for, you know fucking Kurt Cobain and I've feel nostalgic for Big Fun but they're different things types of nostalgia yeah. I just think there's a very British type of just naffness that yeah. doesn't really exist anymore and Big no. Fun like really really like really kind of they are like the poster children for that you've taken a great yeah. song yeah. by a Fucked great it. artist and you turned it. it in for no reason you turned it into this silly fucking thing that you'd like this yeah. Butlin's Butlin's yeah. thing, yeah, and yet somehow you're kind of all right. Do you know what I mean? Like you seem, it, it's not trying to be like these. You know, I've been watching the Traitors, and they do these kind of like. I, I tell you what, I'll get, we'll get to when we get to one of my covers later on. On yeah. the album, it's a covers album, and on the album there is this incredibly, there's a terrible version of um, Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger, which is oh, a banger, banger, and they've they've turned it into that fucking piano. I'm not scared, but and like that is like that is. I'm like, not oh, that. Oh, that is it's serious and it's I'm worthy, and I'd take this over that. Oh, ta- oh, god, gotcha. I'd take this over that all fucking day long. Yeah, I'd agree. Definitely. With that. There you go. Anyway, big fun. Uh, blame it on the boogie. You don't need to listen to it. I, I love the fact that that's probably the one we've gone most in depth on out of all ten songs. Yeah, mental. <laughs> um, we will rock you by five, Gaz. Oh, they rocked me. We featuring rock Brian May and Roger Taylor of Queen. Well, featuring Queen, apparently. That's what it says. It says featuring yeah. Queen. Where's John Deacon? Considering yeah. he'd already retired for I think for three years by the time this came hey, out. Hey, look, I'm just I'm just reporting the facts uh, as as they've right. been reported before. Oh, so um, we will rock you by Queen. Uh, famously performed at the opening ceremony of the Brits, released in the year 2000, yep. taken from Five's album Invincible. Yep. Huge hit for one of the bad boys of boy bands. Um, go on, Gaz. Hello. You you start, since this is your pick. Mate, you know what, right? If, if, if someone asked me, Gaz, who's your favourite boy band? I would say, with, with, without a second's thought, five. It, it's... A good, I think it's a good answer. Yeah, you go through, you know, you go through their hits, right? And it's, I could still sing all of these right now. Slam Dunk the Funk, right? Brilliant. When the Lights Go Out, Got the Feeling, 
Five got the feeling, everybody yeah, feel all right. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Everybody get up, which sounds like Def Leppard. Everybody yeah. get up. That is a great so, song. Everybody so good. Get up. Brilliant. Right. Uh, until the time is through. I don't remember that one. That's no. shot with shot on the foot. Now then you got if you're getting down, baby. Don't yeah. want to yeah. But yeah, keep on moving. Keep on moving to the all fucking all time one, banger, yeah. right? All time banger. When um, Abs dies, that is the song that they were playing. You know, we say like yeah. when you die, yeah. like when they played Heroes by Bowie and Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. It'll be it'll be yeah. the rainy days that when yeah, Abs yeah, that is, sadly yeah. passes Ab, away or Richie passes away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's dance closer to me. That you know, I fucking love Five. Okay. You know, insane amount of bangers in that back catalogue. Insane. You know, th- th- like you said, they opened the Brits, 2000 Brits with this. And the clip of that is, I found it on YouTube. It is peak 2000s. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking God. Shiny ha- trousers. Yeah, shiny trousers. Um, ain't got no manners because they eat with their fingers. All that. You know, all the- there's about like 20 kind of tribal drummers behind them kind of miming you know um unfortunately they didn't kick in with the roots but you know what can you do um and then you know halfway through like the doors open the dry ice and bow there's roger taylor and then, you know big drum kit you know and then you've got brian may being brian may having the best time of his life as he always looked like he was um as Again, like with the you know everybody get up, they they kind of they turned Will Rock you into a fucking Def Leppard song. You know, it's 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 got the um you know the you know the rap, the spit and the knowledge, and then you've got um I I think it's Richie singing like the main vocal. You know, make it sound better day. It's it's just slightly out of his range, but bless him, he's fucking trying. He's trying so hard to hit those notes, and then when it gets to the chorus. It just sounds like a fucking... They out-stadium rock queen. Well, here's what I was going to say about this. And there's a couple There's a couple of things. This got to number one yeah, in the UK and singles it, chart. And, 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 you know, Roger Taylor and Brian May got fucking rinsed for it. How dare you? By the gatekeeping wankers. How dare you do this? You know? Well, um, let me and let me address those gatekeeping wankers right now. So, mm. first thing I'm going to say is, number one, this was a number one hit. Yep. The original we, wasn't. We Were Rocky was not... <laughs> The original number- Queen version was not on a was a, not a number one hit. So I think it was number two. I think. <laughs> I think. What does that say? That says Who, to me. Who's the better? Clearly, yeah. this is the better version. Here's the yeah. other thing I say. People go on about Freddie Mercury all the time. Oh, Freddie Mercury's the greatest frontman ever. Oh, Freddie Mercury's the best singer ever. If Freddie Mercury was so good and so brilliant, like you all go on about how good he was. Why didn't he think to go? We're gonna rock you, gonna rock you, baby. Exactly. Which is the better than anything else that happens in the original version. So I put it to you <laughs> that Richie from Five is a better frontman and vocalist yeah. than Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And this is a better version than the Queen original. Fair up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't just actually is. think that, but, you know, yeah. it's important it's, to have. Yeah. F- f- five are great, man. And, like, I mean, I know this. Five are great. Um, I mean, they you know they were. There's only three of them now, but they're still called Five. I know, yeah. quite a conundrum. Loved it. I mean, I talked about Sean from Five when they did the old, uh, the big reunion. Love mm. Sean from Five. Absolute maniac of a guy. He yeah. is mental. I love it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near him, but I do like watching Montelli go mad. Yeah. yeah. 
Brilliant. Is it the one with the face tattoos? Bad face tattoos? No, no, no. He's the one from the one. Yeah, that's abs. Yeah, he's the one from Manchester. Very good. Very, very entertaining gentleman. Yeah. Just it. It was just. They were they were shitting out incredible fucking pop records that were better than anything else really on the radio at the time. I was still like listening to Radio One all day at work at the time, and those songs just sounded better than anything else Radio One were playing at the time. They were fucking great. They were just good fucking pop songs, and they didn't do ballads, and I liked that. It was well, all didn't, fucking. Did it was all up tempo fucking pop rock songs. Brilliant. Yeah, good. So there you go. Five and Queen. <laughs> Giving Queen a little leg up, weren't they? Good for them. Um, we will rock you. Speaking of, speaking of um, bad boy boy bands, I've gone for West End Girls by 17. Another bad boy boy band doing the baddest, a legit, The baddest of boys. The baddest of bad boy boy bands. An all-time legit classic and beloved song again. Is this one better? Than the original, like Five did a better version of We Were Rocky. No, not even close. Not even close. Uh, it was released on the 14th of June, 1993. It's a cover of the Pet Shop Boys classic. And what I will say about this version, why I picked it, they do make, there's a few things, right? They make it a little bit more street, which I like. You know, it does, because West End Girls is meant to be like... They slowed it down of, a bit of, as well. Yeah. Um, I think that might be the word for it, like street. Fine. Certainly, they brought it up to the nineties. They made it way more nineties, didn't they? Really sounds like it was like the Petrol yeah. Boys version did not sound like the nineties. This sounds like the nineties, and they also um, they made it sound like an E Seventeen song as well, which I yeah, think is just... quite a difficult thing because some of them you can go like like you know like another level, yeah. You know, like did the did the blue songs? You know, did I mean having Stevie Wonder on it probably helps, but it sort of just sounded like a pop song. It didn't necessarily sound like them, but this really does. They've kind of tapped into something that is like, yes, this is kind of uniquely ours. Tony Mortimer <laughs> doing the kind of the the quote unquote rapped part, and then you know Brian Harvey doing the Western down in the dead and wild. Like I did think that my my only kind of. My only note for it, and it's not actually a note, it's fine, because I thought they were going to get rid of the, you've got a harder glass or a harder stone, just you wait till the ticket. I thought, because they, they tease it. They kind of, they eke it out, don't they? They kind of tease it. So I was like, don't you dare not do it. Don't you fucking dare not do that bit, because that's perfect for you. Um, and I remember this coming out, and I remember being mm-hmm. like, I actually quite like this. You know, because I loved... Obviously, I loved the Pet Shop Boys original, and I loved the Pet Shop Boys. Um, it's only reached number eleven. Um, take it from yeah. Wolfhamstow. Look, it's not the best song on Wolfhamstow. No, let's, let's be honest. That's not all even right. close. It's, it's, it's all right, and it? it's, it's all right all or right. deep. Um, I think House of Love. Oh really? Yeah. Or, or slow it down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more of a more of a Steam man personally. I do think yeah. Steam is the better album, oh, but whatever. Classic. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing Steam by Seventeen on the classic album one day. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, we can actually get Tony Mortimer on. I'd love that. I fucking yeah. love that. Yeah. Make the call, Steve. <laughs> oh god! Can you imagine? It'd be the greatest day of my life. I spoke yeah. to Mike Muir from Suicide Tendency today, yeah. and I still think the idea of speaking to Tony Mortimer <laughs> is yeah. 
just chef's kiss. Chef's yeah, kiss, I re- yeah, I I really, I genuinely do like this. Maybe it's again a bit of nostalgia, but I didn't feel... Imp- the thing about E17 is what you said earlier about Take That, I felt the same because I was like, oh, I hate Take That. Could it be magic? Oh, I actually do like that. You know, a million love songs. Oh, oh I do actually like that one. Real Up My Fire, I bought that. Pray, I bought it. Do you know what I mean? I bought, I bought some of their singles, but I was going, oh, I hate Take That. They're rubbish, aren't they? I never felt that about E17. I never felt kind of shamed by the idea of liking E17. We all kind of at my school, even the people that are into like, you know, metal and stuff, we all kind of went, yeah, they're good actually, aren't they? They're good. And I don't know if it's just because of the way they presented themselves, but nobody seemed to be, while some people were like kind of embarrassingly going, oh, I like Prey, but I oh, don't like to take that. Like we were, I was, everyone was fine with E17. I don't know what it was, but they're good. Well, they're better than good, mate. They're great. They're great. E17. Again, they're another one. You know, that run of singles, every single is an absolute fucking rager. It's ridiculous. Mm. House of Love, Slow It Down. Um, love, let it rain. Let yeah, love it let rain. It. Yeah, Thund- thunder. Steam. Yeah. Uh, when, when the thunder, thunder calls, calls you. When it calls banging. you. <laughs> banging. Absolutely banging. You've got it's, some fucking yeah, banging. Dave, yeah. E17 eyes. West End Girls, you know. One of and the great British singles of all time. Yeah, one of the greatest pop songs ever written. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's up there in the top five greatest but greatest pop songs ever written. It's fucking wonderful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, they kind of turn it, you know, into this kind of sort of dark, menacing, um, kind of, you know, you're going to kind of slow it down and put a different kind of beat on it and stuff. And, it works, man. It just, it works. And I, history has been incredibly kind, I think, to these songs. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, be that, take that, be that, you know, he's 17, man. At the end of the day, regardless of, you know, what you think about, you know, Brian Harvey and Jack of Potatoes and all that kind of shit and the kind of car crash that it was when they, you know, they try and reform and stuff and it, they split up backstage for the fucking gig and all this kind of bollocks now, you know, and they're playing that bloody Great Yarmouth Caravan Parks and it's just, it's it Terry, the only one that's left. And, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, all that fucking matters, man, is the songs and Tony Mortimer, fucking, such a great song. He's such a great pop songwriter. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's all that fucking matters, man. And I, I think, you know, the, these the songs that they wrote are kind of testament, a testament to that. And it, it was kind of it was kind of a rare thing, really. That like, you know, when you look at it, it's like, you know, E Seven. It was kind of de jour for all these kind of manufactured bands, right, to do covers. This is the only cover E Seventeen ever did. Mm, that's true. When you think, take, you know, take that. Yeah, could it be magic? It only takes a minute. Um, relight my fire. I mean, it was fucking. I was probably did bloody the, more than, um, the Bee Gees, whatever it's fucking. Yeah, oh, how deep um, is your love? Yeah, you know, and they, they, they all fucking did covers. You know, the kids on the blog, all these fucking nineties, the nineties, noughties, eighties, all of them. It was all covers. Yeah, we songs. get the like boys and Westlife, which who thankfully don't don't get a mention on this podcast. Yeah. Of them. Um, uh, but yeah, he's seventeen. I never did one cover. Hmm. Pretty fucking impressive, to be fair. Yeah. And it is a good one as well. So yeah, there you go. Uh, you've just mentioned your next... That's West End Girls by 17. Go and listen to that. It's actually quite good. Uh, new Kids on the Block. 
yep. step by step. Do you know what? I never knew this was a cover until you sent it through to me. But it's by a band called The Superiors from 1987. Yeah, this is yep. uh, Re- released on the Motown label. It was on know. Motown. Yeah, yep. the lead song and album title of the fourth album yep. from what I would consider, I reckon, really the very first proper American boy band. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I think so. There is one that I'm going to mention in a minute that I'm not sure are the same. And then you've got like, I don't know, Five Star and stuff, which they're, a, you know, kind of, they're more like a kind of S club. They're not a boy band, are they? There's women yeah, in the, yeah, in the yeah, group yeah, as well, so they're not yeah. a boy band. But New Kids on the Block, I struggle to think of a prior boy band before New Kids on the Block. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure there was. I'm sure someone was going, you forgot about so-and-so, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think New Kids on the Blog, in, in regards to kind of where boy bands went after this, this was essentially year zero. Yeah. You, you, no New Kids on the Block, no Take That, no 17, no Backstreet Boys, no Westlife, NSYNC. no fucking Boys, no NSYNC, none of them. Mm. It all started with New Kids and the way they got really fucked over by the manager. They really did. <laughs> and then some. Mm. Um, you know, again, it's it's very it's very close to the original. Very um, close. Yeah, very close. Um, it's the same with like, another, live, another Love Wars. But, you know, the new kids, they bring the 90s attitude. They bring the street sus. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to forget now, man, how... Like fucking huge. I mean, huge. Absolutely, they gigantic. were. It, yeah. yeah, but this was like, and, and they were everywhere in nineteen <coughs> 1990s, Excuse me. It was the first time I kind of became aware of a pop star phenomenon. You'd see their crowds on the news, girls passing out, and all this kind of shit. I'd Bross, I think. I think I remember Bross splitting. Yeah, and then I, I, taking I, over. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, maybe I wasn't quite as aware of the bro stuff. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, but they had some tunes. Again, like in 17, yep, New Kids on the Block had some fucking tunes. You know, um, obviously step by step, you know, the right stuff, cover girl, cover girl's a fucking banger. The right remember stuff that? is great. Yeah, I don't right know if stuff. I do. I only remember the right stuff. Uh, oh, this. Oh, she's my cover girl. I only oh, really remember. Oh, oh tonight. Yeah. That's a good tune. I only remember that and um, uh, hanging tough. I think it's probably. Yeah. Oh, we're rough. <laughs> um, you know, this is it again. This is a proper school disco classic. Mm-hmm. You know, step two. There's so much we can do. <laughs> Donnie's spitting the knowledge. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it, it, again. It's just this is another kind of act, I guess, that was on those top of the pops that I was talking about earlier. That was during lockdown, and again, I hadn't listened to New Kids. Fuck me, probably since the time, you know, because why would you? Yeah, why? You know, yeah, yeah. why would you? Okay, but again. There was they they were another band that was absolutely machine gunning the charts. They were putting out a new single every six weeks. Every six weeks they were on top of the pops, you know, because it was always like a number one or a number two yeah, yeah. hit. They were massive, man. You know, it's reached number and, two, incidentally. Yeah, but, and yeah. I I I I generally forgotten 
so many of their songs. And I heard them all in that kind of truncated lockdown, that you know, sort of, you know um, intense period of, of uh, that first kind of summer lockdown. And I was just like, fuck, man. It did, again, pure fucking nostalgia, just like Big Fun. Whenever I hit, oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 you know, and you see him doing a, I see him doing a dance in my head, you know, you got the right Tunes, man. Again, wouldn't give a fuck about them if it hadn't been for lockdown, I don't think. And a, a, a kind of longing for that kind of more innocent, nostalgic time when we weren't all getting fucked over by the government. <laughs> so this was released on the 10th of May, 1990. Yeah. Got to number two. And I've mm. got to say, I think I might have said this before. Mm. This band, along with Bros, I think, were the, I remember that being, they had been the first time I felt genuine hatred for something that I saw on TV. <laughs> I hated them. You couldn't even appreciate when will I be famous? <sighs> You're only about six or seven at the time. I think Steve. I did. I think I did like when will I be famous actually, Everyone and then I just I saw all the cry. Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah. Uh, and then I just saw the crying girl, people like screaming at him and like chasing after him. Uh, and how yeah. kind of when it got wet and when I remember they did like, he did the cover of Silent Night. And then when yeah. New Kids came along and then when they split up, I was like, good. None, never any more of that, right? And then New Kids came along and it was the same. And I was like, oh, fuck off. And, <laughs> but again, as the years have gone by, they kind of, they're filed away, these songs, in a place in your brain. They are. They really are. That when you sort of go, when it comes on, you go, oh, shit, yeah, I remember watching this on, like, Saturday, ITV Saturday morning, like, Gilbert the Alien with, like, fucking New Kids on the Block. Get fresh. Get, Get fresh. fresh. Yeah, like, with... Yeah, uh, gas top. With gas, gas top, top, right? Yeah, boy. And, and I was like, actually... And you sort of look at it now and you, like... I haven't listened to enough New Kids on the Block to know if there's anything that I would be like, oh, actually, they're underrated and blah, blah, blah. I, d I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I did enjoy this, though. Yeah. And when it came on, I was like, oh, step by step. I was like, oh, step, fucking hell. Yep. This Ooh, is actually baby. Like, really, yep. really catchy, really good. Yep. So, yeah, I, I rate it. And I think, like, you know, considering what I'm about to talk about, you know, there's no way we can kind of try and paint New Kids on the Block as cool or whatever. But like you say, kind of the godfathers of this stuff um, yeah. in a in a way. Certainly like what boy bands went on to become. And yeah, it was the blueprint. blueprint. This is the blueprint yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, blueprint. But I have gone for, now this is the real fucking deal, right? So I would say in terms of like a, I mean, I guess you could look at him in terms of boy bands or whatever. You could look at the Jacksons, New Edition. Uh, oh very, yeah, no very addition, yeah as a kind of vocal group right but mm. i think the jacksons belong more in that kind of you know temp you wouldn't call the temptations a boy band would you, you wouldn't call the four tops a boy band right no no do you know what i mean all. like you wouldn't whereas no. boys to men have the word boys in their title obviously again like very much inspired i think by uh, a band like new edition which uh gave us like bobby brown obviously and yeah I think it, it almost seems like an insult to whack in boys to men as a boy band when they as a collective are so clearly, genuinely, artistically creative, unique, influential and talented. But even they themselves sort of refer to themselves as a boy band. So yeah. here we are. Um, I've gone for one of the newer ones right so mm. this is from their 2009 album love so they had a few you know they did come back and they 
brought out a covers album and this covers album love which i wasn't familiar with before has great versions of cupid by sam cook uh in my life by the beatles and back for good by take that which i nearly picked because i was like is this not boy bands eating their own tail sort of thing is this like (laughs) boy bands known for covers yeah. And there's an original boy band covering another boy band. The idea of like Britain's finest being covered by probably America's finest, right? Because I do think you've, you know, you've heard two by Boys to Men. You must have gone to school or gone to college or gone like to 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 somewhere where you know that album in 1994. I was 14 when that album came out. Mm. You best believe that every single girl in my school owned two by boys to men <laughs> and at the time i was like oh, like i said i was a bit like oh, i don't want to but you know kind of secretly liking shit like jodeci and r kelly and yeah. you know d'angelo and stuff like that and you know yeah. the kind of the swing singers boys to men were inescapably brilliant like their harmonies are just stunning Pinch absolutely up. fucking yeah. stunning they are like yeah haha big fun yeah haha new kids on the block yeah haha five not this because they have taken a, a song by cindy lauper time after time one of the fucking great great sort of slow pop ballads ever Right. It's the only, it's the only, it's the only Cindy Lauper song I can actually listen to. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not massive on Cindy Lauper either. Like, but I think her, you know, her greatest hits, I think, is up and down. She's got some really good songs. You know, she has got some really good songs. But time after time is like her special moment. Right. It's yeah. like her kind of again when Cindy Lauper dies, that's what they'll play. They'll play time after time because that's the the, the sort of the artistic high point of her career. Are you going to be swinging the corpse? You going to be swinging the corpse then as well? No, probably not then, mate. <laughs> right, okay. Bit no, decorum. No, um, but this is an a cappella version of that, so it's just yeah. the members of Boys to Men doing that kind of a cappella, like almost sort of. It's not barbershop quartet, is it really? But it's that that kind of principle where they where they all do, you know, they do yeah. the kind of the the harmonies and they do the backing and they do the musicality of it all, and it's it's brilliantly arranged. Their voices are fucking phenomenal, phenomenal, and it's genuinely, re- it's genuinely really, really great. And I, I actually just think Boys to Men are fucking brilliant, fucking brilliant. What do you reckon, Gaz? Oh, it's it's superb. But you were talking about the uh, the two album. Um, I uh, obviously being a little bit older than you, I remember when Coolie Gar Harmony came out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That was, you know, that was the big one for, for the, uh, for the chicks at my school. Um, it was, yeah, end of the road. Yeah. Um, and it's been Motown Philly. I still love mm. Motown Philly. Back yeah. again with a little East Coast swing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I I remember that. I remember them being. Um, I'm sure I didn't fucking dream this. I remember them being the house band for the week on the Big Breakfast. Wow. That and 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 they'd be like be and and so, so like they 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 they'd be standing in the kitchen and so they'd sing like so we've come to be in the kitchen. And I remember doing that and you know being in each room and stuff. Like he's like you know changing the bloody lyrics around the road depending on which room they're in. Um. 
But boys to men, man, it's 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 um I I used to have a copy of their greatest hits that came out oh, fuck mm. that was when like the start of the start of the century maybe. Had like a silver cover. I remember someone doing a copy of that. Yeah. And yeah, the the, the harmonies on this are so pin sharp and so effortless. They can literally do this shit in their sleep. They're amazing, and man. It's 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 borders on. Well, no, it is piss. It is taking the absolute piss. It is superb, and I I'd never heard this. Um, you know, because like you know, spoiler. I don't keep up with the boys to men. Um, whenever they drop something new. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'll hold my hands up. I'm, it I'm is 15 so- years old at this point. Sorry, so, guys. Yeah. Don't yeah. at me. Um, but I think this is possibly better than the original. I mean, it's not a mad thing to say. It's it's, it's the, not. Uh, it's the only one where I would legitimately go. This might be better than the original. Yeah, yeah. It's the only one of the ten that yeah. I've picked. every other one we're like. It's like well, yeah, it, as as good as you know, say. Yeah, relight my fire is. Yeah, yeah relight my fire is as good as original. Well, no, no, yeah. I'm not mental. Yeah. This, I'm like. Mm, it's, it's in with the shout. It's yeah, in with the it's shout. Really good. And mate, to give again, like you know, boys to men, right? They were pretty. They were big here. They were big over here, right? They were big here. Yeah, the, in America. Yeah. So, like, Coo- Coolie High Harmony, nine million copies. Yeah. Two, 12 million copies. Oh fuck off! And they both That's went gold. Same. They, but but over here. Yeah. 100,000 copies each, right? So they were never yeah. quite as big here, but it still no. felt like... End of the Road was an number one hit, I think, over here. Yeah. I, was it really? Yeah, yeah. It might have been. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. sure it was. I mean, again, great tune. And I think, like, they, they sort of felt like the um, the the connoisseur... They're the connoisseur's choice of boy band, I would say. Boys to Men. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, there's I'd a documentary about them on Netflix, which... Oh, really? Should, yeah, it's really, really good. Really, really good. You should watch that. It's really interesting. And how they got together and, again, getting fucked over by their management and all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> what a shocker. Yeah, yeah what, what a shocker. But, yeah. like, kind of incredibly, again, they've stayed together throughout the entire thing. A lot of lineup yeah. changes and blah, blah, blah. But, but they have. But, yeah, this is really good, man. This is really good. A version of, in fact, I would probably say the whole, I actually quite like the whole album. You know, like, it didn't get reviewed particularly well. But, and it's not like you need these versions particularly just kind of very very kind of sickly yeah. sweet r&b versions of you know like it's got i can't make you love me by uh bonnie Raitt. it's got amazed by lone star i don't know that it's got, if you leave me now by chicago oh you, was that amazed yeah by lone star yeah by those you know that you know that every little thing that you do so in love with you. Oh, Maybe of course, I'm right. amazed by you. It's got absolute go- fucking tune that is. <laughs> Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls is in there as well. Open Arms by yeah. Journey. When I Fall in Love featuring Michael Bublé by Nat King oh, Cole. You don't no. need Michael Bublé, lads. You, no, you do not you, need you Michael don't, Bublé. You don't, you don't need the bubble. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Um, no. So there you go. Like I, th- I, th- I actually think it's. Uh, I think it's really good. Um, mm. Unlike your final pick, Gaz. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, you've gone for <laughs> Thunderbirds Are Go by Busted, released on the 26th of yep. July, 2004. This is a single from the UK pop punk boy band, second album, A Present for Everyone, to tie in with the, thankfully, long-forgotten live-action Thunderbirds yeah. movie. 
Mm. Um, before we get into it, is this really a cover? I mean, it's just taking a bit of the Thunderbirds theme and they've whacked and turned it into their own song. Yeah. So it's debatable whether or not this is a cover, I would say. I think what's not debatable is that this is fucking shocking. This song. Absolutely How shocking. How dare you? <laughs> Got to number one. Of course it did. So, course, you know, I'm obviously wrong. I think this is, uh, yeah, yeah, you're obviously in the minority. Well, no, you are in the minority now because they're fucking bigger now than they ever were. I know, yeah. Uh, yeah, some, you know, um, yeah, I, I know some people that went to see them last year mm-hmm. and they were like, it was biblical. Absolutely <laughs> biblical. I'm like, okay, I'm glad you had fun, you know. Yeah. Can we have another Fightstar album now? Well, like, to be fair, Fightstar are fucking Airplane Wembley. Radio. Wembley. Wembley Bloody Arena. Hell. Charlie Simpson's cachet has fucking gone up a bit. Fair, fair fucks to him, man. Fair Mate. fucks to him. Lovely guy. Met yeah, Char- he is. I met Charlie. Uh, I met James Bourne once. He was fucking love. He was really nice guy. Met Charlie at a, a Bon Jovi gig. Nice. I think he was supporting him. Can't yeah. Remember. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. nice. Um, the thing is with this, right? Right. You know, when I was a kid, man, I fucking loved Anything and everything, Jerry Anderson, right? You know, Terror Hawks was like when I was five. Terror Hawks was like my favourite thing in the world. You know, Zel- you know, Zelda and and all that. You know, Captain Scarlet, Joe Ninety, and especially Thunderbirds. You know, and I was I was so looking forward to that live action movie coming out because it had been rumoured for years and years and years and years and years. You know, since since I was a kid, you know, they, they were talking about making a Thunderbirds film, a live action Thunderbirds film. And apart from, I, I, I went to see it. You know, uh, I went on the opening weekend to see it. And apart from the opening scene, which is fucking spectacular, uh, it is absolute dog shit. It's possibly the worst film I've ever seen in my life. Even Ben Kingsley couldn't fucking save it. Yeah. I've. I've actually never seen it, to be honest. So. It's for the best, mate. Yeah. Are you a Jerry Anderson fan? I used to watch Stingray when I was a kid. Stingray, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch, really, I used to watch them all. No? Oh, it, yeah, loved it. Loved it. Um, got introduced to it from you know by my mum when I was very young. Um, and the only good bit in the film, apart from the opening scene, is when, like, the end of the film, big explosion face to black and this song kicks in and I had no idea because at this point you know 2004 2005 2004 thank you um I wasn't listening to Radio 1 I was aware of Busted I I probably heard Year 3000 or you know um but this you know the, the familiar kind of Thunderbirds marching motif um, written by Barry Gray and his orchestra. I was like, oh, okay, oh, that's cool. They've done, you know. And then it kind of kicked in. And I, I, I initially, I was just like, is, is this, this no effects? Is this face to face? To be, no, no, to be fair, I thought it was lit. Right? <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah, because it sounded like they did a song for that animated film called Titan AE. Do you remember that? I'm in over my head. Remember oh, that? no, I don't. Okay. But, yeah, and it sounded like that. And I had no idea. So, literally, I stayed until the end of the credits when it kind of got to the bit where 
the song. Who's, yeah. Yeah. Sung by Busted. Da, da, da. I was like, okay, oh, that's that's that band. And yeah, I was like, oh, probably shouldn't really like this. That's that band that they won't put in Kerrang, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the thing. And I remember, yeah, I remember all the angry letters like when they started covering Fight Star. How dare you? This is the enemy. He is the guy from Busted. You know, and all that shit. Like, you know, they covered Son of Dork for one week. And they just, you know, mm. and you know, it was just like, no, too far and all this. But I don't know. There, there's something, I don't know. There's just something incredibly fucking joyous. I, I, I think it's, it's mainly because, well, partly because I wanted to talk about this because I know you'd give it a kick in, right? And I, tr- I just fancied de- trying to defend it. But... There's something about that Thunderbirds, ba ba da ba ba and it just reminds me of being a kid and watching Thunderbirds with That's my granddads, enough. with my granddads, yeah. and yeah, I guess that's that's kind of all I've got. I really, you know, um, I I, I kind of like, um, you know, I I fucking I adore Fightstar. I think Fightstar are fucking great. Those first two Fightstar albums are fucking fantastic. I saw them on the Kerrang tour with Coed and Cambria in 2008, yeah, I, I think it was. Happening. With, uh, who else was it? There was some, someone else awesome on the fucking lineup as well. Um, Circus Survive? No. Whoever it is, remember. it's not going to save me from. No, this off. I know. I'm just dragging <laughs> this out now. Uh, but yeah, so. And I really like that first Matt Willis solo single. I'll die on that fucking that. hill. Can't because it was, it was written by Jason Perry and Dan P. Carter. And it basically sounds like an A song. When I first oh, heard I it, I, I was like, that sounds like A. Well, look, here's what I will that's say. Going, I rem- that, that's a future, I remember- sorry, that, that's a future Lost Cult pop song. But anyway, okay, good. We'll get that I remember being in a car with my girlfriend and she liked Busted and they we were listening to Radio 1 and, she, and they were like, oh, we're going to have the world premiere of the new Busted single in a minute. And she was really excited. And then they played that and I was like, Surely you don't like that, do you? Surely you don't like that. And obviously, I was a right fucking snob. I was 24. I was a fucking snob. I was like, and I hated Busted. I was all snobby about them. And I was like, fucking Busted. Bleh. And I thought to myself, you know, it's years later now. I, who gives a shit whether or not I like, you know, I, I'll go into it completely like with an open mind. Yeah. You're right. The Thunderbirds bit is fine. <laughs> It's just don't be scared. Da, 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 da. Still like, better than Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, that is not hard, is it? Like syphilis is better than Blink. It's <laughs> like that. AIDS that, is better than Blink One Eighty Two. I'm I'm legitimately having big fun and being better than Blink One Eighty Two. So you know, yeah. it's not hard yeah. uh, to no. be better than Blink One Eighty Two. In fact, it's incredibly easy. Um, so mm. yeah, like. Uh, but I went in and I was like oh but, but then the thing is is this is not one of the, like maybe there would be other busted songs now that I'd be like oh that's alright but like because this is I don't think this is considered their magnum opus or anything is it it's just a, no, but like it's, a kind of it, little tie in I've heard I've heard kind of I think all their kind of big hits all the bangers mm-hmm. what I go to school for and all that yeah. uh, but this is this is the one that I will happily listen to okay if yeah, I had to pick a busted, if I had to pick a busted meant, song, I'm, I feel mental and a bit dirty for saying that. Sorry, mate. You should never. But, you don't. You don't feel. You shouldn't. You know. You know. Says the man who picked Big Fun. That's no, fine. We're gonna get. We're gonna get tweeted by someone who likes Creed. Like, pff, um, yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I like. So, I like Apollo Creed. I like Apollo Creed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, anyway. Um, it's not Scott Crude. There you go. Uh, my last pick. Now, again, yes. if Gaz's one was a bit up in the air, this is definitely a bit up in the air. I have gone for a cover of Madonna's Material Girl by AWOL Nation featuring Taylor Hansen from Hansen. Now, is this really, can I really say that this is a boy band? Because essentially this is a collaboration between the LA rock band AWOL Nation and mm. the singer from Hansen. So again, well, count? I've already I've already bent the rules, mate. So yeah. So you know I mean, mean and just here. just so you know, it did elbow out the Backstreet Boys cover of PM Dawn's "Set Adrift on Memory Bliss." So if you want to imagine it and be a stickler for the rules, you can say that's that's my pick. <laughs> um, this is taken from their album "My Echo, My Shadow, My Covers, and Me" from 2022, only a couple of years ago, well, a year and a bit ago, wow. uh, which sees Able Nation, a band I've never really paid that much attention to, to be honest, no. cover songs by ABBA, Scorpions. Fugazi and the Cars. And what Fugazi? W- what what Fugazi? You know what Fugazi? So oh, like, as if as six, if they all know. The only song they ever wrote called Six Music. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, what, five corporations. No? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Like. Right, just <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, it's uh, it features everyone from, which is guest vocals from everyone from uh, Tim from Rise Against to Beck to Brandon Boyd. Brandon Boyd on this Brandon album. Boyd. Covering There's Wind of Change more. by the Scorpions. You're fucking kidding me. No, I'm not covering it. Really? Uh, and and as I said, one of the worst covers of Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger that I've ever heard. And there uh, is yeah. stiff competition for that as well. It is the worst cover. Um, but this is one of, legitimately, one of my fave covers I've heard in a long, long, long time. Taylor sings this really well. Hits yeah. all the fucking notes. Doesn't yeah. shirk on the kind of the gender swap either. He is a material girl. Yeah. Wicked. He is Good. a material girl. Good. Um, and, um, you know, some boys. He does the some, boy, like some boys. And, and yeah. the production kind of beefs it up to make it a bit more rockier, but still keeps it quite pop. It's still got that kind of Miami Vice feel to it. Is it a boy band? Not really. Is even Hanson. A boy band, really? Oh, Hanson, even really a boy band? Not really, but look, I heard it and I was oh, like, "Oh, there were God. three boys and yeah, they're in a band." True. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Um, but, but look, this is just such a fucking banger. It's proper, like chugged up glam rock riffing, eighties pop, synthy loveliness, and obviously, in case you didn't know, "Material Girl" by Madonna is one of the best fucking songs that anyone has ever made ever in my opinion so i fucking i love this again it's not better than the original but the fact that it gets damn this close Mm. this close to perfection i think is is very impressive i like this a lot it's fucking great i've never heard this before so good this is it's do you know what it is right because like I would probably stick Material Girl in box C. Me too. Uh, not in probably, I would. Yeah. I listen to Material Girl. Depending all on what mood of it, but. Actually. No, maybe not box C. It, would, it wouldn't be the Madonna. Okay, probably. Yeah, box B. Box B. Uh, it's, it's, it's a heinously overplayed Madonna song. Heinously overplayed, right? Um. 
But it was actually really nice to hear Material Girl. Because when you send it through, I was like, oh, fuck, all right, Material Girl, fine, fine. You know, hmm. oh, it's, okay, it's, all right, it's, all right it's, you know, it's Taylor from Handsome Man. Shit up, great. Um, And it was really nice. It was almost like I was listening to Material Girl again for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, I don't know, it's just amped up a bit more. And then when it gets to that fucking chorus, and, you know, the, the and on the snare and stuff. And like I say, he doesn't, he doesn't back down, you know, from any of the lyrics, sings it as is. And yeah, it, it kind of, I haven't thought about Hanson in, in a long time. And Hanson were kind of, you know, you know they they kind of appeared like, you know, one day I've said it before. You know, you go to sleep, you never heard of Hanson. You woke up and it was like Hanson were fucking everywhere, and Bot was fucking everywhere. You know, produced by the yeah that debut album produced by the fucking Dust Brothers, right? Yeah, <laughs> mental. They got fucking vilified and fucking crucified by everyone. It was not cool. It was as uncool as it could be saying you're a handsome fan. But again, they're another one. I secretly really liked them. And that second single, Where's the Love? It's not enough. Brilliant. Handsome were fucking great, right? And this cover is absolutely outstanding. This is out of the 10 we've ch- chatted about, this is by far the best one of the lot. <laughs> by far the best one. And I will defend fucking Thunderbirds by Busted to my dying day. This is absolutely fucking bullseye, non-dark finish, wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Perfect. It's perfect. Mm. And it gives the, the original, it's a fucking close run thing. It Which really is, is. If, a if, if, statement. It, it is, right? I, I think, right, it, we're probably the wrong people to ask, right? We're so fucking, you know, Material Girls is a part of our DNA, right? Mm-hmm. That song has been in our life for you know, probably my, virtually my whole life, you know, yeah. since it came out, and yours as well. I'd be interested to know, so, you know, to, it, I wouldn't be able to say, you know, which one is better, but, and it's, but it's still fucking close, right? I'd, I'd be interested to, to speak to a youngling and say, mm. which one do you prefer? I'd be interested oh, to I'd know. be worried they'd say this, though, so I probably wouldn't, oh, wouldn't no, have that conversation. Opinion, opinion shouldn't should hurt your feelings, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a matter. It's just a matter of opinion, you know. Yeah. As, uh, as yeah, Jack Black yeah. once said. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah speaking of which, can think speaking of which, I, mean, I did listen to some great. fucking tenacious day this week. No, it's fucking rubbish. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, Able Nation featuring Taylor Hanson from Hanson doing Material Girl, the best. Fucking yeah. brilliant. Anyway, thanks yeah. so much for listening, everyone. That's it. That's 10. That's a 10, 10 great boy band songs. They are. They're better. They're great boy. They're all really good. Big fun. They're all great. Five. They're all really good. Like, even, you can't deny Even that big fun. Not. You'll have a lot of fun listening to big fun. <laughs> yeah, if you're you will have in big your fun. 40s and you wish you were dead. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a dark one. Oh, thanks, end. mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah what about Bob if you're Michelle. in your 40s and you wish someone else was dead? That's better, isn't it? Oh, how long you got? That's much better. Yeah, okay, we'll leave it there. All right, thanks very much for listening, everyone. We appreciate that. Go to patreon.com forward slash truecoppop and you can listen to our exclusive content over there. We'll be back next week. Um, Probably talking about something similar. Music? 
all that. Yeah. Pop Def- music. Definitely Depeche Mode. <laughs> definitely Depeche, Depeche Mode, Mode again. again. Yeah, that'll be happening. All right, see uh, you later, everyone. Bye. See you guys. Love you. I had big fun. Bye. Bye.